that we might be made up like that. Who knows? Um, and again, some others say that it's learned. Um, the Bible mentions to fear not about 300 times. So I think God, you know, he's, it's important to him that we don't fear. So that's why he mentions it so, so many times. Um, but I'm going to touch more on about like the spirit of fear and how it's evil and how it doesn't come from God. So that's kind of what I'm going to touch. And I've heard it said that the enemy is a master of fear and that's his gospel. That's his doctrine. You know, that's how he rolls the enemy, which is the devil. I want to, if you guys could turn to 2 Timothy 1.7, I'm going to read the amplified version. So here it is. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or coward, cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and a sound judgment and personal discipline. Abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. So that's, so again, it's not from God. The spirit of fear is not from God. Romans 8, 15. Says, for you did not receive a spirit of slavery that returns you to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship by whom we cry, Abba, Father. So again, it's showing that God's given us, you know, a spirit of love, of sonship, not of fear. And I also love where it says, you know, that he'll never leave us nor forsake us as unto death. He will always be with us. And that just really comforts me because I've heard a lot of near-death experience uh, stories. I've, I've read them and listened to them. And a lot of the commonalities were that they felt peace when they were dying. They said that Jesus would hug them. And I've experienced, I've shared this a lot, but my uncle, when he passed, it was so pure, peaceful there. We totally could feel the Holy Spirit's presence. And then a few like seconds later, minutes later, he had a smile and it's like, wow. And, and I hear this over and over and it's like, he's never, ever going to leave you. In a sense, the Bible says that we don't even die. We just transition over, you know, because we're our spirits. And I want to share that I've been learning that your spirit and your soul go to heaven. And I was really intrigued by that because I've always thought it was just your spirit. Some people say it's your soul, but it's both that go. So I just want to share that. Um, I also want to share Isaiah 41.10. It says, do not fear anything, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured, I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand, a hand of justice, of power, of victory, of salvation. Again, reiterating, he is with you. He is with you. He is with you. Psalms 23, 4, amplified. Even though I walk through the sunless valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. And you are with me your rod to protect, your staff to guide, 
they comfort and console me. Um, so again, just he's with you. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. So we shouldn't fear. We are going to have opportunities, of course, to fear. Fear is going to rise from time to time, but we don't have to like step out in it, right? Like I've, some of the things I've done that's helped me is confess the word, you know, because I had a situation where my mom had COVID um, and the enemy did try to like speak lies, you know, and he, he would say things to me, but I would come back bold. I'd be like, no, she's going to live. She's not going to die. And I would say, um, I would say, um, you know, that she's healed by Jesus stripes. I would go, I would go like hard, you know, and, um, and that's, and then it would lift. And then I would praise because when you praise, the Bible says the spirit of heaviness leaves, but not just the spirit of heaviness, which is depression, but it's also different types of spirits, right? So because no evil demonic or devil or enemy can be in the presence of God. They flee. You say the name of Jesus and they flee. So that's what I do. I practice that a lot. You know, when I start to maybe start getting those thoughts or start like fear tries to keep in, I cast it out. I command it to leave in the name of Jesus. And I confess the word and I praise. You know what? It lifts. It lifts and it lifts and it leaves. But, you know, you, we do have to be careful, like, not to open the door to it, too. Um, I used to love to watch, like, Dateline, horror stuff. And I was very, very paranoid. I was very, had anxiety, had stress. But it's because I would feed myself because I liked it. You know, my flesh liked it. It was cool. It was, you know, it spooked me out. But I suffered a lot with depression and, and anxiety and stuff like that. So now it's like, I don't watch that stuff. I don't feed myself with the news because it's so negative. And, um, I just I set those boundaries where I protect myself, you know, like I can't just be feeding on that, feeding on that because you do, you will get those thoughts. And it's funny, it's not funny, but I had COVID for like two weeks, right? I myself had it, but I didn't have any fear because I don't watch the news. But you know what? It was crazy. After, like three weeks after I had COVID, I read an article. And this article said, oh, you're going to have heart problems and da-da-da. And don't you know that I started to, like, kind of kind of started to freak me out. I was like, oh, maybe, you know. But then I knew right then that it was the enemy because he's the spirit of fear. And, again, I was able to command it and not accept it. But even just a little, like, even if you just watch a little, you know, it'll it'll creep up on you. So again, we don't want to be legalistic and say you can't watch this, and this, but be aware, be be conscious of like, okay, what am I? Why do I feel like step back and like reevaluate? Like, why am I feeling depressed? Why am I crankier? Why am I fearful? And what did I watch? And always the Holy Spirit would show me like, okay, remember when you watched that? And I was like, oh man, or you know, you glanced at this in social media, and it's you know. Because the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee, right? He's looking to who he will devour. He's like looking to and fro and you got to resist him because we're the ones that let him in and we're the ones that, you know, let him have his way if we don't walk in our authority, if we don't resist him and we don't set boundaries and, and we're not to be 
afraid of him. He's a coward. He's already been beaten, you know? We we are to stand up to him in our authority and um and just don't fear him. He's a he's a wimp. Anyways, moving on. Um okay. want to share uh, oh yeah and there's a person I was talking to that likes to watch a lot of scary movies and I asked this person I said do you get a lot of nightmares because that was my experience and that's what I would get but she said no but I was like well that's kind of odd but anyways like a couple hours later I believe the Holy Spirit it was him that said but that's why that person has stride but that's why that person you know, has depression. And it's like, oh, okay. So that spirit, you don't know what you're opening the door to, right? You don't know what spirit or demonic thing you open up the door to. So I thought that was interesting. And I want to read uh, read John 14, 27, again, Amplified Version. It says, peace I leave with you, my perfect peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you, do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. Again, he's giving you, he's going to give you that courage. You know, he wants you to step out. He want, He's going to be there with you, right? Remember like Peter, he stepped out in the water. Like he's going to be with you. So don't, don't be afraid. Another scripture is 1 John 4.18. There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist, but perfect, complete, full-grown love drives out fear because fear involves the expectation of divine punishment. So the one who is afraid of God's judgment is not perfected in love, has not grown into sufficient understanding of God's love. And here's uh, John 10, 10 is one that a lot of people quote, which is really good. Again, the thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that you may have life and have it more abundant to the full till it overflows. And that's why God came, right? He came so that we can have an abundant life, so we can enjoy our life. And again, um, and a lot of us aren't doing that. And I'm not saying you know, jump out of an airplane. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about like face your fears, you know, um, enjoy your life. Jesus died so that you can enjoy it. There's freedom and peace in him. It's like, let's walk with him. I remember I heard this lady, she like never, never left her home. I heard of another lady that never left the city of Mesa for 20 years. And it's again, all these fears, these fears that keep you enslaved and keep you captive. Um, and just, you know, that's where the, the devil comes. He comes to steal your joy, to steal your freedom. And he comes to steal the word. And that's what's, that's what's really vital. That when I learned that, I was like, oh my gosh, he comes to steal the word. That's why it's so important, you know, that we meditate on the word day and night, like continually feed, continually feed. So that, so that the Bible says it's etched in our heart, right? And then when we speak, Holy Spirit will bring it out 
and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, like where did that come from? But it's because you were feeding on it. So that's why I don't let the devil steal your life. Don't let him steal the word. Face your fear, conquer it. Um, again, God wants us to be courageous. Um, let's see. Well, I'm moving along pretty fast here, guys. Okay, um, I like when it says, when fear comes knocking at your door, have faith, answer it, right? Have courage, answer it. Um, another thing is, I wanted to share, um, oh yes, I had, I was talking to one of, a, a lady, and she was born here in the valley and lived in the valley. And she says she would never go to the river because of the bacteria. And I was like, wow, really? Like, she was just so fearful of catching that bacteria. And now she went and she, like, loves it. And she's just loving her life and, um, you know, stepping out. And that's, again, we can't have fear of the what ifs, right? Or or of the unknowns. And, um a lot of it's like, well, what if, what if, but they said like 70% of the things would come up in our brain, like never even, even happen. They say that anxiety and worry is a type of fear. Um, and you know, like sometimes you'll worry, worry, and the thing didn't even happen. And you just worried for nothing, you know? And it's just so important to guard ourselves and like stop and say, well, what's going on? Like, why am I feeling this? And deal with it and have Holy Spirit help you. Um, I wanted to share Philippians 4, 6, 9. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good of report, if there is any excellence and in anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. So we're to dwell on these things, the good things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. And that's, you know, again, you will have opportunities to get stressed out, get anxiety, get fear, but deal with it right away, deal with it right away. And that's what I've been doing. Like at work, I'll put my headphones and I listen to the scriptures and, it, and in the background, it's audible. Like this lady will read them. And um, and there's like, I have like music, like soft music and waves. And I'm listening to the word. And I go outside and I get fresh air. Even though it's a little warm, there's plants. You know what? Like scriptures. And, it, and in the background, it's audible. Like this lady will read them. And, um, and there's like... I have like music, like soft music and waves and I'm listening to the word and I go outside and I get fresh air, even though it's a little warm, there's plants, you know what, like it's gone because it's the presence of his word. It's the presence of him that that anxiety has to leave, that fear has to leave, that stress has to leave. Just recognize it and just, I do this every day and I, 
everybody, like five people in my building know this. And three of them, we went the other day, we all walked together. And I told them how I was in the scriptures. And I was even at, we had a workshop and they asked like 200 people on the Zoom. And they asked like, how do you keep stress down? They asked all of us and I chimed in and I said, I listen to scriptures and peace. And, and, you know, I just share that everywhere I go because people need to know. People need to know what we do and what the key is. Well, anyways, so I'm going to talk about the good fear. So this is the fear of the Lord. If you guys want to turn or just listen to Psalms 1110. This is the New King James Version. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding of all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. And here's the same um, scriptures, just amplified version. It says the reverent fear of the Lord is the beginning, the prerequisite, the absolute essential, the alphabet of wisdom, a good understanding and a teachable heart are possessed by all of those who do the will of the Lord. His praise endures forever. So the fear of the Lord is a reverence, a respect, and awe to venerate him, to honor, to esteem him. We should not be afraid of God but we should only be afraid to be without him. We should be terrified to be away from him. We should have a reverential tremble at his presence and his word. This is the key to get closer to him. I've heard this a lot, like Andrew Walmay, John Bevere, all of them, the people that are like walking in the fullness, a lot of the prophets, a lot of people that you see signs and wonders, you ask all of them, Smith Wigglesworth, John, John G. Lake, all of these guys, this is it. This is the key to get closer to God is um, this how you grow intimate is to have the fear of the Lord. Um, and John Bevere, I don't know if you guys uh, remember this guy, I probably won't say his name. But John Bevere interviewed this famous preacher back in the 80s. He was in prison because he fell very, very hard. It was very sad. And John Bevere asked him, like, when did you stop loving Jesus? And the man said, I never stopped loving Jesus. He, he was like, the problem was I didn't reverence him. And then John Bevere was like, oh, my gosh, like, you can still love Jesus, but you can be fleshy and you can be, you know, just very casual with God. And, and you know, and of course, he's our best friend and we love him. But I've learned that you need both. You need to respect him and love him, you know, so that's important. But, um, and John Bevere was saying that one of the problems that he saw was like in the 1960s was that people were very religious, legalistic, and they were scared of God. You know, you see it, you hear a lot of denominations, like older denominations, like they're scared of God, they're scared of God, which is not good, right? Because you can't be close to someone you're scared of. Think about that. I mean, if you're scared of your spouse, you're not going to be close to them. You're not going to have a close, intimate relationship with them, right? So, and now he's seeing that now, you know, nowadays we have a different problem. 
we're all happy about grace and God loves us and he's not mad at us. And, you know, it's awesome, right? But again, that's to the other extreme where like now Christians are really carnal and they have no reverence for God. And, and uh, so that's not good either. So there's two extremes. So they were saying that the key is to have both, right? The love of God and the fear of God. And again, by fear of God is the reverence, respect, right? The awe, the, the honor. That's, that's how, we, yes, how you operate, you know? Um, and this, that's what he was saying. He said, we need to operate in both of these to have an intimate, close relationship with God. And another thing that hit me today was another way to get closer to God is to exalt Jesus. And that just hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, oh my gosh. You know what, guys? I started like exalting Jesus and my Holy Spirit was like almost going to jump out of my chest. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, because I'm learning all this. Like, I've always been about God, God, God. And then I'm now learning about Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. But it's like, Jesus, you know, Jesus. So you guys exalt him, you know, use his name and just have a relationship with him. Because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus and the spirit of God. And he's in you. You're sealed by him, you know. And we just got to know their character. And like the Holy Spirit is fully God. And that just blows my mind. Like all this stuff blows my mind. Because again, it's carnal, right? Like I'm learning all this and it's just amazing how much there is to learn. Anyways. Um, what else? I this, this is off topic, but I thought it was cool. This man was teaching on how the angels are spiritual forces that we need to cooperate with them, even though we can't see them, right? And he said, like the virus, we can't see it, right? And I thought that was neat how like, you just can't see this stuff. Like the spirit of fear, we can't see it, but it exists. The viruses exist, we can't see them. So we have to be comfortable with the supernatural. We have to be comfortable with the spiritual realm because that's who we are. We're spirits. And um, the more you get closer to God, you're going to walk in that discernment. You're going to walk closer to him. You're going to know his heartbeat. You're going to know what he likes. You're going you're gonna to know what he doesn't like. And it's amazing, guys. I mean, and all this, you know, like all this fear and anxiety like leaves it can't be present you know yeah of course you can have opportunities here and there but you're not gonna be like paralyzed with with this stuff like i used to be i used to deal with it every day all the time um another thing is you know this one lady kept saying well i can't drive and i'm scared and she was scared of everything and her friends like well just do it afraid Right? Like sometimes we just got to step out. If you're not sure, step out and find out. But again, pray about things and have peace and, and always be led by peace. If you have any type of like confusion, hesitation, like step back and pray about it. Ask Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, should I go? And he's going to tell you, he's going to give you peace. Or, you know, if you're still hesitant, keep praying. Keep praying about things. But, um, and it's funny, right? Because we're afraid of things not changing, but then we're afraid of things changing. 
like your flesh is crazy. Like your flesh, your flesh is moody and cranky and finicky and touchy. And you gotta just, that's why we have this, one of the spiritual gifts is self-control. We gotta control the flesh. We have to discipline it because it's, it's nasty. It can get really nasty. But I like what this one lady said. She was 102 years old and she, they asked her like, well, what, what's important to you? And she said, adventurous things. She likes to try new things. And she's 102 years old. And there was this other lady that she was 84 years old and she climbed, I think it was Mount Everest. It was like the highest mountain in the world. And she's so cute, right? She signed up and she's walking and she's getting ready to walk. And then they informed her that it's 100 miles up. She's like, what? No one told me. But she went ahead and did it. And she had guides, you know, that, you know, they would camp out up the mountain. But I thought that was neat. Like, dude, afraid, like, just step out and find out. Another thing is, I heard, um, I think it's, um, what's his name? Oh, yeah. I think it's President Carter, him and his wife. They asked him, like, what's the secret to your marriage? And they said they try to experience new things, adventurous things. And they learned to, like, ski at 64. And that kind of keeps it fresh, right? And I've also heard that we're wired, that we're built for freshness and newness. And think about it. Like, we are. We evolved. Like, we might like this occupation for a little while, but then we want to move on to another. And that's okay, you know, um, because I think we're just, we're like that. We're, we're creating God's image and we are amazing. We're amazing humans. But another thing I also heard was they interviewed like, I think it was people, couples that were married over 50 years. And they all asked them like, what's the key to marriage? What's the key to marriage? And one of the top uh, reasons was fun. They had fun. They they laughed and they had fun. They did things. They did things, and a lot of the reasons that a lot of people get divorced is because they're bored, right? So it's important to to try new things and you know, like enjoy the life God gave you. You know, He gave you this beautiful, abundant life. Look at this earth; it's amazing. It's beautiful. All these rivers and lakes. Like enjoy it, right? Um, I have a friend that she said she was married for like many, many years and she was bored and they were bored, bored, bored and they got divorced. And now she just, she's alone, but she is amazing. Like she goes by herself and if her, she invites friends that they don't go, she goes by herself. She goes all over like the world. And it's like, live your life. Like don't come up with excuses. Like, oh, I'm alone. Or I don't have friends. Who cares? Like do it. Anyways, another thing that I wanted to touch on, um, and again, you know, because there's a lot of news and there's a lot of things, um, um, is to not, to, to be careful what you listen to, right? And again, we're to be cautious and wise and pray, but just don't be paralyzed with fear. You know, ask the Holy Spirit and be wise and cautious. I'm not saying, you know, be foolish, but Andrew Womack was saying that many years ago that people, I guess, were saying there was going to be this bird flu and thousands of people like sold their houses and sold their businesses and then nothing really came of it. And, you know, this is different what's going on, but I'm just saying just be cautious and again, pray as Holy Spirit and, and just be wise. Um, 
that's all I have for today. Do you guys have any questions? I have something to add, if I may. Yes. Cool. Um, so just, Matt, you did an amazing job. You, um, you covered a lot of different points that were really eye-opening to me. And I just, I don't know, every time I was listening, I'm like, wow, that's good. Like, that's good. That's good. So it was resonating with my spirit. And um, this came to me, um, Psalms chapter 15 the new king james version it's the character of those who may dwell with the lord it says lord who may abide in your tabernacle 